I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Let's talk about the rainbow, its uses today, uh, how it has been co-opted against Christianity, and what it really means, the significance of it, how it points to Jesus, and what we can do to take it back. Welcome back to Spare No Arrows. My name is Cody Lawrence, and we're going to talk about rainbows today. And what better month to talk about rainbows than Life Month? The month that we celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the reversal of the uh, the, the, the nation-approved murdering of innocent children, um, and the celebration of the worst sin of pride. So we celebrate life this month and not death because pride is sin, sin is death, and we celebrate life. Abortion is death, we celebrate life. So that's life month, and that's why we're talking about rainbows. Because the LGBTP community, I mentioned that in the last episode, what the P means. Uh, If you can't guess, I can't say it on YouTube because um, for some reason, YouTube really likes people who want to do bad things to children. And so I can't say the P word, I guess. Uh, you know, what is it? MAP is <laughs> it's the other, the uh, the euphemism they like to use. Anyway, uh, rainbows. The, the LGBTP community has chosen the rainbow as a symbol of uh, homosexuality, essentially, which is really ironic because God um, flooded the earth, you know, in Genesis because of the rampant sin that existed on the earth not limited to homosexuality that that seemed you know when when describing the depravity of the earth uh homosexuality seemed to be you know at the peak like yeah people murdered and people were unfaithful and then and then homosexuality started happen happening and then uh you know god flooded the earth shortly after that <laughs> so god obviously does not like homosexuality it is called an abomination and we should not be afraid to say that you know, we uh, as I mean, the Bible is very clear on this. A lot of Christians they believe that, you know, like oh that well, it's okay to be gay, but it's not okay to act on it. No, it's uh, Jesus says the desire is, um, you know, if you look after a woman with lust, you commit adultery with her in your heart. And so there is something sinful about desire. I think there's some really good uh, content on uh, concupiscence. Is what it's called that you could look up um, if you want to read more about how desire is sinful. But I I don't want to go too deep into that. Uh, but let's just say that yes, it is not good to be homosexual, even if you're not acting out on those homosexual tendencies. I think if you are homosexual, then you should and can be praying for God to heal you of those sinful desires. That would be a totally good and reasonable thing to do. Uh, God intends on us to be heterosexual. God intends on men to have to take women as wives and wives to take men as husbands. And the only people that should be single and should stay single is uh, are those with the gift of celibacy. Anyway, that's my view. It's the Bible's view, I believe, also. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's talk about the rainbow. After God flooded the world... 
God made a covenant with the earth. The verse says, Genesis uh, 9, 13, that God puts the rainbow in the sky as a sign of the covenant between God and the earth, the whole earth. He promises to never destroy the earth again by flood. Although, you know, God can send judgment on the earth in, uh, in many other ways. And God can even send judgment on the earth through flood in uh, in smaller ways also, but just not the whole world. So the rainbow is God's promise that he will never flood the earth again as a, a judgment over the whole earth. Uh, which again, like I referenced earlier, is really interesting because one of the reasons that God did flood the earth was the uh, the massive amount of sin, including the sin of homosexuality that was happening. And so it's actually a really interesting tactical move from the gay community. Man, that seems that seems not derogatory enough because they like the word gay. There are many worse words that you can use, but I don't know, the homosexual community, um, the the homos, the uh the sexual deviant community. That's better. I like that. The um, the sexual deviant community has taken this symbol of God's covenant uh, with the earth to not flood the earth again um, and use it as a symbol of their rebellion against God, right? It's fascinating. But here's, here's a, a fascinating idea also that the word rainbow in the passage, the, the word is bow. I have set my bow in the cloud. Now we have... Uh, a few different ideas when we think of the word bow, and one is just the a shape, like a, like a circle, you know, a bow, a triangle. Um, but the word bow in the Bible means is the same word that's used for the weapon bow. I think maybe I've talked about this before around Christmas, but I think it's such a fascinating, uh, almost like a prophecy to Jesus that it's worth repeating again, especially on this uh, this very special life month. So the, the word bow that's used is the same word as the weapon bow. So there's no differentiation between the shape bow and the, the, the weapon itself, right? And so when God says, I have set my bow in the cloud, we could rightfully think that it is something like God is setting down a, a bow, a weapon. Now, if you think about what a weapon does, it destroys things. And that's exactly what God did during the flood. God destroyed the world. He flooded the world. He attacked. He unleashed his arrows, if you will, onto the earth. And then he set his bow down. He is done. And his bow sitting there is a reminder that he will never judge the earth that way again. And I think that's interesting uh, because another, you know, another thing that perhaps we can pull out of this is the the direction that God chose to lay the bow. So if you consider where rainbows uh, normally appear, the arch of the rainbow is pointed up. Now, if you consider uh, which, you know, which direction, if that were to be the weapon bow, which direction that would be pointing, it's pointing up. And so some people have said, and I think this is a beautiful interpretation of the rainbow, is when God set his bow down, he sets the bow not pointed down towards us, which is what it was doing. You know, God's bow, God's arrows were were 
shot on the earth during the flood, you could say, like God's, you know, God's weapon of war was pointed at us. And when God set it down, he pointed the weapon of war instead to himself up towards heaven. And that rainbow, that judgment that God promised to not uh, pour out on the earth again, was later poured out on, guess who? Jesus, which is God, which is the direction, heaven, that the bow was pointing. And so you could say that the rainbow is actually pointing towards a judgment that would be later poured out on the Son of God himself, which I think is beautiful. I think that's awesome. And so not only is the rainbow a promise that uh, God will not judge the earth again and a reminder to us of the flood, but the rainbow also points towards Jesus, uh, points towards the, the need that we have of a savior who can take that judgment off of us because there will be a a final judgment and if we do not have jesus if we are uh sinners if our sins have not been taken away by jesus we god's going to pour that judgment out on us again uh individually he's going to cast us into hell and so that makes it extra ironic uh, that the the sexual deviant community has used the rainbow. So what do we do? What do we do? We should use the rainbow to celebrate Life Month. I think we should uh, we should take the rainbow back because, like I said in the last episode, Christians have historically done a really good job at taking taking pagan things and turning them into Christian things. And the irony is, the rainbow was a Christian thing in the first place, and we have let it be taken away from us. Uh, you know, interestingly, the word gay is like this. Uh, the word gay used to be a derogatory term. The word gay used to have a certain meaning, and the gay people now love the term. They call themselves that. Uh, the term queer used to be bad. <laughs> uh, they they probably won't be uh, accepting the, you know, the F word, the F word for gay people very soon. I don't know that I could say that on YouTube. That might be hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I like the word sexual deviant, so we're going to go with that. Uh, but, man, they they are taking these things that were derogatory towards them, and they're like, yeah, let's accept it. Let's be, let's be gay. Let's be queers. And so why don't we do that with the rainbow? Why don't we take the rainbow back? Why don't we use the rainbow as a symbol of what it was initially meant to be for, uh, which is a promise that God made to not judge the earth and something that's pointing to Jesus. We can also use the rainbow to remind them to say, look, judgment is still coming for you. Judgment might not be poured out on the earth in that way, but look, that rainbow, that's a reminder that God did judge the world and he will judge you. And so, you know, the rainbow is a symbol of judgment. The rainbow is a weapon of war and we should view it like that. And it's really stupid for us to give up our weapons to the homos. Uh, it's not good tactics. They are doing all the really good, smart tactics. The limp-wristed homos are better warriors than most spineless jellyfish Christians in our country right now. So how do we fix it? It starts with you. Let's take the rainbow back. Let's take life month back. Let's reconquer the calendar for God, and the calendar comes from God in the first place. We talked about this in the last episode. 
and let's disciple the nations. This this whole nonsense that uh, that the G three Baptists are getting into, where you know it's like, oh, Christians shouldn't be in politics, or like we don't actually want a Christian nation. Nonsense. The Great Commission is all we need. There's a lot more evidence than that to say that we should actually be involving ourselves in politics and trying to convert the whole nation and and um, making our leaders bow to the authority of Christ. But regardless, we should be discipling the nation. And the Great Commission, I think, is all we need to know that you know we, we need to be actively participating in the discipleship of our nation, each and every individual, and not just passively letting letting the gays take over, right? <laughs> they are a minority. There are a lot more, I think. I mean, even even like nominal Christians who, who really aren't that accepting of this stuff, I think there are a lot more of us than there are of them. I You know, I think there are very few like hardcore, faithful, Bible-believing Christians than there should be, but there's definitely more normal people who love the Lord in some capacity, uh, with common sense who aren't really a big fan of this gay stuff. And if they just acted like it, if they just chose to celebrate life month, if they just, if they chose to not keep their head down, uh, keep their heads down whenever some weirdo walks by man dressed like a woman or whatever, but like, you know, to look ashamed of them because you should be like, Ew, gross, (laughs) you know, uh, shame is a powerful weapon, you know, and, and we need to bring shame back into our culture. Uh, for for sin, for weirdos, for gross junk. You know, shame is powerful. And so we need to bring it back. We need to take the bow back. We need to take the calendar back. We need to take Pride Month back. It's Life Month. It's Row Reversal Month. The rainbow is a symbol of war against God's enemies. It's not a symbol of sin. It's not a symbol of pride. It's a symbol of war that, that the... That the Sexual deviant community, uh, it's a promise that they will be judged. And we don't want that. We want them to repent and believe in Jesus. So do your part. Disciple the nations. God bless. I'll catch you next time. 